watching for me to attack. <laughs> I know. It's the start of the year. You gotta expect things like that. Two can play this game. Two can play this game. <laughs> and I'm dead. How you feeling? It's the start of the year. Good. I just killed you. It's good. It's the first episode. We needed a break. Code for Taylor left Corey unable to record. Well, so. there were, there was that too. She was she was gone. So yeah, <laughs> let's start the show because we got a doozy for you today. Another pure hypothetical. Hello and welcome to the Strive Nation podcast, the podcast where we talk about the monotony of daily life. But hey, that's okay because sometimes that's exactly what you need in this crazy world. My name is Corey and as always, I'm joined with my constant co-host and fiance, Taylor Huff. How are you doing this fine evening? I'm good. Yeah, just just good. Just yeah. groovy, baby. <laughs> You're silly tonight. I'm silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay though because how dare you? Yes. Yes. This topic has got me heated, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh we'll let the intro run, but first, what are you drinking? I am drinking a black whiskey cream tea. Black whiskey cream tea. Which of those words is the strongest in that? The whiskey, <laughs> the cream, the tea? What? Don't know. Let's take a sip. But the fact that it's black. It's a lengthy word. It's, a, it's too lengthy of a name for a tea. Oh, it might be too hot to drink. Hold on. Oh, wow. I just burn my mouth. Yeah. Every time I... Uh... <laughs> she can't drink it. It's too hot. Every time that I hear the word black, it's like, um, what's his, uh, Ooh. is good? Oh my God. This is so good. Now I remember why I got this. Oh, okay. Well, I forget I have tea and I forget that I like tea. Mm. And now that I'm back to keto, I can't drink anything. Yeah. That should be your freaking up boat. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's the, not. I have something yeah. way better. Well, that's true. Would a you like way. take a sip of my tea? Anything with the word whiskey in it, I'm not going to like. You should know It this. doesn't taste like whiskey. Honestly, it kind of tastes like... um. Oh, that's that's refreshing. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, th I really like that. Wow. It kind of tastes like like a hot chocolate yeah. with no chocolate in it, just hot water. But like... <laughs> Like a latte You're water. A terrible descriptor. Like a like a latte water. Okay, I'm gonna help you. Okay. Starbucks, they have these things called steamers. It's steamed water. It's a, it's a latte without the caffeine. Oh, okay. Well, that's what it tastes like. That's basically, what yeah. this is. Hey, I was not wrong with the latte water. Okay. You, you were you were onto something. <laughs> you were onto something. Uh, what are you drinking, sir? I'm drinking the San Pellegrino Aaron Chata Rosa Rosa Rosa. That's definitely how I don't know. It looks like an orange on the front. It's a blood orange. Yeah, it's it's a blood orange and it's a seltzer. Of course I'm drinking a seltzer. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's not a seltzer. Isn't it? It's a It's a sparkling water. I mean, what's the difference? Seltzers have alcohol. Oh, it's not a seltzer, damn it. No. I told you this guys, he was drinking one of these this morning. He takes a giant sip and goes, Is there alcohol in here? And I said, No, it's sparkling water. 12 hours later, I see the information was not retained. Guys, I'm hammered. Okay. <laughs> Pause the show. Go get yourself a seltzer. I'm just kidding. Go get yourself a Beveragino. Yes. Come back. Get ready for this crazy episode we have for you. 
Before we start the show, make sure that you go right now and follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Strive Nation Pod for all the coolest content on the internet. And for you visual people, head over to YouTube and smash the subscribe button and like every video to show that you care. But first, but first. Upvotes and downvotes. Upvotes and downvotes. The first of 2023. Ladies first, as always. My upvote is my birthday present, which is a pair of Tecovis boots that Annie's in teal. Let's go. No one knows what I just said. Google that shit. They're really freaking cute cowboy boots. I've been wanting the Annie's for like two plus years now. I've never pulled the trigger and buying them. And then this winter, they released a teal, which is like a dark greeny teal. And I wanted them. And I got them for my birthday. Yeah. And you know what else? She got the last pair in the whole company. Yes. Yes. So there's that. They were sold out online. And then Corey and I just happened to be across from the Tacova store earlier today. So I was like, let's just pop in and see if they have them. And they're like, oh, we don't have them. She's like, mm, let me see what I can do. And my pair was in Dallas. The last one in the entire company. And it happened to be my size. Very nice. Pretty freaking lucky. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I'm pumped. Cool. You'll great. You'll see me wearing them everywhere. That's okay. They're cute. So even though I don't like cowboy boot stuff, uh, it's cute on you. So thank you. That's you really don't like cowboy western. I wear. do not. Nope. Uh, it no. just doesn't. Can you imagine me with that stuff? A bearded guy who's like, <gasps> okay, it's like trying to mix a Viking with cowboys. It just doesn't work. It could work. Uh, no, no, we can't. You could be like, hey, um, Johnny Depp wears cowboy boots. I don't care. <laughs> he doesn't mix. I would love, love, I just want to dress you in a Western outfit once in a store. You don't have to leave the store. We don't have to buy it. But I want to dress you in a Western wear just once. You know, I love you. So you'll let me do it. I'll consider letting you do it. I think you would make a hot cowboy. Well, I would make a hot everything, but that's true. That's a different You're story. You're hot with everything. That's a different story. Anywho. What? What was your upvote? My upvote is that I went hiking with the boys last week. Ooh, that's how you started your new year. Yeah, we went to Greeter Falls. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. Mm-hmm. It's just really nice to rejuvenate, get out, touch some grass, stuff like that. So yeah. it, was, it was lovely. Got a lot of cool pictures, and I got to hang out with my friends that I don't see very often. This year, we'll be seeing more of them. Yes. Yes. So You are prioritizing in-person... Pe- activities and people yes yes what is your downvote my downvote is that tiktok has an ai filter that i'm sure everyone listening to this has used my ai filter i don't think it looks like me and i think it looks fugly and then Corey told me actually she looks just like you so I'm kind of having body dysmorphia right now, wondering if my face has always looked that terrible. So here's here's the thing. <laughs> so it it kind of like generates this AI kind of picture based off some features in your in your in your face when you do it. She's in a space suit, which is kind of funny, but also it looks exactly like her, and she hates it. It does. I don't think it looks like me, bro. So now I would, I'm traumatized. It is so close. <laughs> It's creepy, and then she, she now she's even traumatized because she thinks it's the ugliest picture ever. I do. So it's now I'm so like, funny. does is my face really look like that? Because I thought I had a pretty face. You do have a pretty face. That photo makes me look like I think I have a butter face. <laughs> so well, that's why they have paper bags. I'm just kidding. So- 
<laughs> Someone's getting beat up after this <laughs> podcast. I'll like it. Okay. That's my downvote. I'm sorry. No, you're not. But what's yours? My downvote is um that I had a cigar on the hiking trip. Uh-huh. Um, it was uh, something called a full-body cigar, and I inhaled. Well, you inhaled the entire cigar? Yes. I, like, swallowed the whole thing. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm just, well, well, maybe. I don't know. What? Yeah, well, what are you talking about? You don't inhale cigars. Yeah, well, that's what I did. That's what I did. Well, just, no, I didn't. Oh, my I, God, no I didn't, wonder I, no, why you No, 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 I, I didn't inhale the cigar. You know, you, 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 pu- you, you huff on a little bit, let it linger in your mouth, and then you let the air out, right? Yes. That's what I did mostly, but. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> As in, like the five no. times when he remembered that's how you're supposed to. No, smoke no, no. A that's cigar. what I did, but it was still full body, and and it really, really messed me up. Like I was hungover for like a 24 hours straight. Like I felt like I hit by a truck. Yeah, you were looking rough. It was horrible, horrible. But it was uh, it was a pretty cool, good cigar, despite me being. Um, uh, I I literally got freaking like the spins from it. I would like to add on your guys's boys' hiking adventure. That you had beer, and you brewed coffee, and you smoked cigars. <laughs> Did you drink water? It's a man's trip right there. Did you drink water? Um, Did you bring water bottles with I you? I brought a LaCroix, and I drank half of it. <laughs> I, I drank half of it on the way home. <laughs> You're so pretty. I know. <laughs> you get no sympathy from me. That's okay. But yes, it was horrible. That's my downvote. Yeah. I will never do that again. No shit. Maybe drink some water. <laughs> I don't think it was that. I think it was that it was a full body, honestly. I think it's a combination. Anywho. Anywho. If someone accidentally burnt your house down when trying to do that trend where you put a tinfoil ball in the microwave. Again, purely hypothetical. Hypothetical question. Completely hypothetical. Purely hypothetical situation. What if Greta Thunberg's predictions came true? We're going to talk about Greta Thunberg today. How dare you? And how everything she says is purely hypothetical. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So everyone probably knows a little bit about Greta Thunberg. We're going to talk about who she is as a person. But basically, she's this climate-like activist as a child who runs around um, calling all adults idiots and how she knows everything. And you should listen to uh, scientists about how the Earth is going to die in like 10 years. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. Great. Summed her up. You want to give some some uh, little uh, little pointers on who Greta is? Sure. So she's a like Cora mentioned, a Swedish climate activist. She started when she was fifteen. So she is famous for boycotting school on Fridays to protest climate change, and she called it Fridays for Future. So then she encouraged other children to also not go to school and to also protest for climate change. Yeah. So she's a she's a she's kind of a genius. It's a way to get out of school on Fridays every Friday. Yeah. So uh, she's really playing playing the you know. If you were to do that in the U.S., you and your parents would literally get arrested for you being delinquent. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, like we're not going to school because why? We're going to protest climate change. Great. That's a great I'm learning so much by standing outside this building for eight hours every Friday. Yeah. Really? And then boycotting school, too. It's like, what the, what the, what is the school going to do? That's my, that's my. Why don't you go to school and learn about climate change and learn about science? <laughs> oh, my God. So weird. Right, right. Yes. So that's her whole spiel. Uh, she was nominated in 2019 for a Nobel Peace Prize 
Thank God she lost. How dare you? Who did she lose to? Uh, the a prime minister. Okay. Of oh, somewhere. okay, okay. Someone it. who actually deserved to win it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. But that same year, she was Times Person of the Year. Yeah. Which is interesting. Quite insane because she hasn't actually done anything. Yeah. She was literally a fifteen-year-old that just skipped school once a week. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know why we're celebrating that. Um, so she obviously is passionate about climate change. So she travels using zero emission yachts because, you know, everyone can afford to travel by zero emission yacht. It took her two weeks to get to the U.S. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. She also uses trains, though, right? Because uh, they're, they're less emissions than like planes. Yeah. So she use, she'll use trains and she uses her zero emission yacht. So how does she, does she use cars at all? I do not know. Because that would be funny. Like, what is her main? I'm sure like, she probably uses like an electric car. Oh, I bet you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, how does it? How does how does she get it powered? You know, she doesn't think that far. I in know advance. she's she's not that smart. No. Okay. She's, she's also al- vegan. Yeah, she's vegan. Which uh, okay, Shocker. I mean, it's part it's part of the part of the whole persona, right? You gotta well, you gotta have the vegan in there. Yeah, that's why she looks so sickly. Right. Yeah. She has no if, nutrients in her body. Right. If you uh, tofu. if you guys don't know what Greta Thunberg, who she is or what she looks like, just Google her. Oh, you definitely need to Google. Who does she look like? She's, she she's looks, a little weird looking. She looks like a boy from the early 1800s that has polio. Yes. That's yes. That's perfect. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. So she also popularized flight shaming and uh, that's why she takes trains versus planes. And her yacht. And, and Don't her, forget, yes. and the yacht. And her yacht. So, Greta's beliefs. She believes on the popular idea of cutting the emissions in half in 10 years, which still only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees Celsius. So, Greta is really known for some of her controversial uh, public you know, PSAs, announcements, statements to, like, Congress and talking to... The who is UN. she taught? The UN. Yeah, she's pretty, she's been popularized through that. Her, she has a lot of famous speeches. Mm-hmm. Here is one where she's talking, uh, talking uh, about how you should listen to scientists, don't listen to her. I have not come to offer any prepared remarks at this hearing. I'm instead attaching my testimony. It is the IPCC special report on global warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius, the SR 1.5 which was released on October 8, 2018. I am submitting this report as my testimony because I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to the scientists. And I want you to unite behind the science. And then I want you to take real action. Ms. Newberg, let me ask you a question. If you're sailing across the ocean and you're picking up trash along the way, And for every one piece of trash that you pick up, there's a boat right next to you dumping out five pieces. How would that make you feel? If you use that logic, then I am also dumping a lot of trash in the ocean. And uh, then I would would stop dumping my trash in the ocean and tell the other boat to stop dumping their trash in the ocean as well. Some people say that the United States should not dramatically reduce our emissions because China and other countries aren't doing enough. I'd like to have your view on that and have each of the witnesses comment on that briefly. I am from Sweden, a small country, and there it is the same argument. Why should we do anything? Just look at the U.S., they say. 
So uh, just so you know, that's, that is being used against you as well. As it is now, people in general don't seem to be very aware of mm. the actual science and the how severe this crisis actually is. So I just think we need to inform them and start treating this crisis like, like the existential emergency it is. Then I think people will understand and want to do something about it. Okay. So, obviously we do some research into these purely hypothetical we do research for all of our episodes, not just purely hypotheticals, but I wanted to see what Greta actually believed in to talk about those different things. Greta's phenomenal at giving really passionate speeches without saying anything. So I found at least four plus speeches where she doesn't, she has only two statistics in all of them, all of them. So she's not very great at her job by listing statistics and making us believe in climate change when she doesn't reference anything about climate change. Um, so the quote that we just heard, that was from her speech to the U.S. Congress. And after that, she this is the study that we're going to source. This is the study that she dropped for them to read. And this is the only study I can find that she ever references. So her entire platform of climate change and who she has as an activist is off of one single study. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> one study. What? How old is she again? Now she's 18. Oh, she's 18 now. I was going to say, so 15-year-old girl runs around the world telling people mm-hmm. what they should or shouldn't do based on a speech from one article off of one- basically... Basically off of one study that she probably didn't even read is what you're saying. One study. Yeah, because because of her, I had to read this fucking study. And <laughs> I'm pretty confident that I have read more of this than she did. Because it's just, ugh. Anywho, I'm going to get fired off about it. And I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> okay, the study that Greta references is the 2018 Global Warming Report by the IPCC that stands for the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Control. Climate change. Um, thank you. Climate change. Excuse me. So IPCC is who that is. And this is the UN's body for assessing the science related to climate change. Okay. So that's the group, right? How they put together this study was with more than 6,000 scientific references cited. So they have 6,000 individual references. And then the they've dedicated contribution of thousands of experts and government reviewers worldwide. And this important report testifies to the breadth and the policy relevance of the IPCC. So in addition to that, they have 91 authors and review editors from 40 countries that prepare the IPCC reports Uh, And this was in response of an invitation to the UN's Framework Convention on Climate Change when it was adopted into the Paris Agreement in 2015. So this is tied. This study came to be because they were invited to be a part of the Paris Agreement in 2015, which the Paris Agreement is about climate change. Okay, just a theory. The Paris Agreement is about climate change. And then you get asked to write a report backing up their thoughts on climate change 
I don't think that's entirely unbiased. <laughs> you might like, be right there. When you think about it, they're like, hey, we have this Paris agreement. We'd like you to write a study that reflects what we've already said. That already backs up what we have said. Right. Can you do that? Can, can you make a... Yeah. So like the more I think about this study, I'm like, this sounds a lot like the whole like sugar well, low fat and, conspiracy and, of the I mean, U.S. in the '90s. It's bad enough already that a lot of science is based on how much money they can get. Yeah, and if if you're if you're pushing certain things that agree with like political like pundits and things, they're more likely to give you money if you back mm-hmm. you know. So that's the whole thing with the science nowadays yes. is a lot of it's uh, what is it uh, like polarized politically. Mm-hmm. So well, and the Paris Agreements. They were trying to get all these countries to agree to it. Because remember, Trump had the U.S. back out of the Paris Agreement once he became president. And it was this huge thing. Everyone was all up in arms because they were like, climate change, climate change. Well, the only reason anyone gave a shit was because of this study. And coincidentally, Greta Thunberg became popular all around the same time. It sounds conspiratorial. Thank you to me. So here's what the study is about. So the study is, the study is about limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. And this would require rapid, far-reaching, and unprecedented changes in all aspects for society. So that's what the whole study is. is about limiting the world's temperature increase by 1.5 degrees Celsius. Seems really minuscule to me. Well, in the grand scheme of things, and here, here's my problem. Here's my, he's, here's always my problem with this kind of stuff is like, first of all, they tell you that it, they, t- they, they're trying to appeal to your logic by, hey, nine, uh, 6,000 different scientific references cited and yep. 91 authors and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they, they tell you in this article that this is what they said without actually giving you any idea of how it's tested. Just saying, hey, yeah. this is what they say in all these, you know, you can look. At all of these... It's all these... like individualized research. Right. They don't... They provide references, but the study doesn't spell out how they came to this information. Right. This study is literally just the results of what they found. Right. So, so I would like to know what... How did they come to this? And then how... My my thing is, is okay, even if it does, even if it does, like let's say if it does come to 1.5 degrees Celsius warmer over the what, 10 years, right? Yeah. Or what is it? 8.5 years? How would how would that result in negatively on the Earth? You know, because the Earth mm-hmm. goes through fluctuations over the last hundreds of thousands yeah. of years, right? Exactly. How do they know it's negative? You know, those yeah, those other thing like, about this report, like, they didn't give what the side effects would be. Like the last fifty years or whatever, a hundred years, were a tiny minuscule in the grand scheme of time yeah. when it comes to the Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, Earth has its cycles with warmer and colder. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So that's my thing. And that's Greta's whole shtick is like all of us terrible adults have left the planet in ruins for her and for her peers to grow up in like shit society with like a terrible planet. But like she's 18 right now. She's only 10 years younger than us. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think it's going to be affecting you. Yeah. Would I like to leave the planet in like. I don't know. Better shape. A better it. shape. Yeah. Obviously. But to the point where she's exaggerating it, I think it's a 
bit not needed. Well, and we'll and we'll talk about that further mm-hmm. too on like how whether or not we think it's 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 vi- like what she's saying is viable. Granted, we're also going to talk about what had happened if it came true because yeah. that's the whole point of a pure hypothetical. Exactly. Greta is right. Okay. <laughs> what okay. else does it say? Okay, so this is one of the only examples I could find in it. So we're in year 2023 now. This says by 2100. So 80 years from now. From 80 years from now, the global sea level rise would be a 10 centimeters lower with the global warming of 1.5 degrees Celsius compared to 2 degrees Celsius. And we really think that's a that's going to make a, a huge like difference in the world. 10 centimeters. In 80 years. 10 lower. centimeters? Do you know how yeah. much how much is 10 centimeters? Like an inch? Two inches? Two inches? I don't know the conversion. I'm going to have to find that. 10, yeah. It's not that much. Oh, four inches. Four inches. So in 80 years, four inches. Four inches. I don't think that's crazy. Hey, hey, that's a rough snow day in Nashville, okay? That's a close everything down (laughs) in Nashville. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's 1.5 degrees Celsius compared to two degrees Celsius. Yeah. Part of the study is global net human-caused emissions of carbon dioxide, which is CO2, would need to fall by 45% from 2010 levels by 2030, and then reaching a net zero around 2050. Yeah. How did they come to those calculations? I don't know. Also, I... I... And here's the other thing. Why? So 2010 levels, okay. Why 2030? Why not 2028? Why not 2025? Why not 2035? Why 2030 specifically? I don't, I think they just put numbers. And then why, and then and nice even round numbers reaching net zero around 2050, around 2050. Yeah. Interesting. It's also like all numbers that are so like realistically close to us where it then puts pressure on all of these countries to take action now well the whole point is um what do they call that um to fr- if it's to freak everyone out yeah it's a scare tactic it's scare tactics yeah yeah to be like we're already too late we haven't done enough now we have to be so severe about it right um okay and then this part i thought was interesting because you know like how agenda pushing gets kind of dropped everywhere So this is another point from the study that ethical considerations and the principle of equity in particular are central to this report, recognizing that many of the impacts of warming up to and beyond 1.5 degrees Celsius and some potential impacts of mitigation actions required to limit the warning to 1.0 degrees Celsius fall disproportionately on the poor and vulnerable. Mm. And they said that was voted with high confidence. So everyone agreed on that. So to make it... To not hit the 1.5 degree warming, that would mostly fall on rich people can afford to have the solar panels and That's the wind turbines. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the. Uh... This is saying it would fall on the poor to fix it, recognizing that many of the impacts of warming up to and beyond, and some potential impacts of mitigation actions, which is mitigation actions right, is right. to deter it. Is disproportionately on the poor and vulnerable. And why would they say that? That doesn't make any sense at all. They don't have the people that are poor aren't worried economically about climate change. They're not. They're worried about no. getting what they need to survive. It's another scare tactic to be like, oh well, we if it would come to the point, we'd be shutting off power to lower income communities. We would stop coal transmission, or we'd stop coal mining, which is 
for lower pop for poor populations. Yeah. Wow. That does not seem right. No, because rich people, more, I mean, better well off people can afford the solar powers. They can afford the Teslas. Well, and not only that, like wind power. Yeah. The, the actual proportion of people that are, that are in poverty aren't anything close to what the middle class is. Not even close. Why would it fall on them? They're also not the ones emitting the most. No. Carbon emissions, no. you know? Yeah. It's Taylor Swift in her private ja- in her private plane. Well, I think it's just in general, I wouldn't I mean, I wouldn't consider any one person or one entity to be like, most considered. I think we do all pretty much could just contribute to it in mass. I wouldn't yeah. say it's one I mean, I but think it's probably it disproportionately falls on the poor. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Like at that all. doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't. Add I would up. like to see whatever stats they have in those six thousand sources that they come up to where the poor would be considered. I don't know in what world they that would be true. Yeah, because I mean, we get our power from the city that we live in, or you get the power and electric and water from the county that you live in right so it's not like the county would just no longer be a thing and it's like okay you have to get your own well of water you know like that's not how infrastructure set up to yeah. just let you on your own yeah it's part of a basic need right well each community is set up to help the the citizens in that community exactly so it's not like it's going to cut off one section yeah it's anyway. not like it's going to go completely um like corporatized yeah. Where you have to buy it in to get this. Like, you can have power unless you pay for a solar panel on top of your apartment building. Right. You know, like, yeah. it's n- it'll never be like that. Right. And, and everyone's too integrated anyways. There's no way to differentiate power like that right exactly. now. It's way too integrated into society. Like, yeah. our use of power. It, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So that one I thought was just, like, a, a little weird. Okay. Okay. So they say that, right? Yeah. And then the next part that talks about par- poverty... It says ambitious mitigation actions are indispensable to limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius while achieving sustainable development and poverty eradication. And high confidence by all of participants in the study. Yeah. So why are we talking about eradicating poverty in a climate change document? Because it, well, here's the thing. It doesn't make sense. Like we can talk about that, but that's not like people that are poverty stricken don't care about climate change. They no. don't. And they have no reason to, to be honest with you. They don't have the time. to. Re- they're worrying about paying bills. They're worrying about, you know, how they're getting their kids to school. They're worrying about, like, the job and half they're working. Right. Like, they don't have the time to stop and think. I mean, no. Honestly, people who are in poverty definitely don't take as long as showers. Like, I remember in our family, like, my mom was like, you have this many minutes yeah, in the shower. Yeah, right. Or I'm turning the water off. Or one of our siblings would come and dump ice cold water on our heads. Right, yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the lights. Turn off the lights. You oh, know? yeah. Turn off the lights. You don't touch the thermostat. Controlled water, controlled shower times. Like, people who are in poverty are more conscious of that. Right. So, it's just... Some of this doesn't seem like it's it's they understand poverty at all. Like, what people go I don't, through. Yeah, I don't think any of these people have been in poverty. Right. It's just very interesting. And why are you talking... Like, why is climate change trying to also solve poverty? Because they link the two. That there there should be not be any correlation. Yeah, it shouldn't. Yeah, it you're, really you're, shouldn't. The goal of this document is to solve climate change, not to solve poverty. Right. Like, why are you now? Trying if to do one two or the other is so, like, if you if you're trying to solve poverty and as a result climate change is helped, 
or vice versa. Like if yeah. you're trying to solve climate change and poverty is helped, which this document, if you're solving climate change, poverty should be helped. Like that's that's the should be the goal. Like, it, but it shouldn't be a focus. Yeah. And so they make it a focus. Right. Like reading the whole study, it was like climate change and then just like nuggets of how it affects poverty. Yeah. And like indigenous and like POCs and like all that stuff. Yeah. That was <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Okay. So next thing I found from the study is most land regions are experiencing greater warmings than the global average. This is like the one stat that's in here. While most ocean regions are warming at a slower rate. So land warms faster than ocean. Obviously, ocean has icebergs. Um, Depending on the temperature, data sat considered, 20 to 40% of the global human population lives in regions that by a decade from from 2006 to 2015 have already experienced warming of more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial and at least one season. Right. I'm so they're gonna, saying we already have experienced the 1.5% increase. And here's my thing is is I don't know understand how they think that this has any impact at all that's going to be detrimental to the world. Like yeah. this seems I'm going to be honest with you it seems like in the grand really scheme minuscule. of things really minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Even if you if you escalate this outward exponentially. Mhm what what proof do you have that it's going to be detrimental and what proof do you have that it, that like for example that we haven't gone through something like this already like i previously said like i'm not understanding where the impact is yeah like and why they tell everyone that we're all going to die in 10 years you know what i'm saying they they don't show like they don't scale out what the impact is right at least I, at least i couldn't find it and and like with the whole the scare tactic, I mean, part of this, the whole thing is scare tactics, but maybe it's part of it could be, for example, like everything's political, right? Yeah. And everything's um like bipartisan. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a way for, for, for example, for it's not just a left issue. It's not a progressive issue. Everyone, everyone, in my opinion, believes that we should be taking care of our earth, regardless if you're on the right or the left. Yeah. Just it's more progressive to, to impose these drastic things on society to make change that's mm-hmm. only a left thing whereas the right is more temper uh temperamental on it yes and more tempered with hey let's not change everything so quickly let's see what the impacts are let's have a plan behind this yeah let's draw it out over time let's you know, slowly make changes let's not let's not remove you know a million jobs from the u.s just randomly and put take everyone out of work yeah. for, a, for a process that you have no idea what the outcome is you know exactly well i mean i think i think there's great examples of this where the left again it's a scare tactic we need to do this now we need to move everything over to this now and not thinking of the repercussions of what we could face moving everything over like the the giant freeze they had in texas was because of their wind and solar not being able to be used during the freeze or for example the the fires that have been happening in california have nothing to do with the overgrowth and lack of undercutting exactly (laughs) exactly yeah so i think it's just interesting like they yes we all agree we should take better care of the planet but doing it gradually over time like even if you look at us now compared to i don't know the 1920s 
Like, there's a huge difference in how we care for the planet now. Right. Like, well, we have a higher capabilities, too. Yeah, we have higher capabilities. We have better technology. We have a better understanding of taking care of the planet. But, like, right now, we recycle. We have solar energy. We have wind energy. We yeah. have electric vehicles, which, like, obviously, there's pros and cons to all of those. Yeah. But it's all techno- a technology that didn't exist 100 years ago right so by doing slowly like we have greatly i would say increased the life of the planet by all these small changes we've made over 100 years yeah and people don't realize that the that the that the earth was here long 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 long, long before time. before human innovation really took effect yeah and 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 we are innovating at a at a rate unprecedented to earth in positive mm-hmm. ways. How is like how do you can you even consider that it's not taken into effect? And yeah. how do you not know that human innovation won't solve these problems in the future if we did, right? If we did start exactly. to actually have issues. Yeah. Cuz I wouldn't say that warming 1.5 degrees on average is a, is an issue. No. You know, even if you expand that out hundred thousands of years or whatever in the future. Mhm. You don't think that in the last 10, 20 years, how we came up with AI tech that can fully, you know what I'm saying? In 20 yeah. years, that we can't fix something in a thousand, you know? Exactly. And that's the thing that people aren't really considering. I'm just wondering if it has to do with like a mon- financial, like, hey, this is how we're going to get the left to pump money in, in our bags for whatever we need, saying mm-hmm. it's climate change, but really using it for something else. Like they, they're, what do they call it? Packing, packing, um. They pack oh, these packing bill, bill pack, packing. Yeah, bill yeah. packing and stuff like that. Like you never really know. Mm-hmm. But here's Greta Thunberg yet again scaring the crap out of everyone. Into, I know. Into, it's just uh, crazy when you think about it. Like a 15 year old found right. one study that doesn't even like build it out yeah. by like 30, 50 years and then made a ride about it. And now everyone's listening to this. Well, she's now 18. Yeah. It's now 18 year old's opinion. And she only ever cites one study. Today's emission levels. Eight and a half years. We'll have no CO2 in eight and a half years. I don't believe that. <laughs> How did she even come to that? It's like this study. Like, really, do you believe right now, if we don't change anything, there will be no more CO2 budget in eight and a half years? Well, we're creating CO2 right now. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, like, but but think about it this way. When did she say this? A couple years ago? What do we got? Six years now? <laughs> like. Oh, yeah, literally. <laughs> like, um, give me a break. She probably said this, I mean, probably like 2019, 2018. It was 2018 or 2019 when she said this. Yeah, exactly. So that's like three, four years. So we're talking like three years. Oh, my years. God, we only have four, three four more years, years left. <laughs> <laughs> right? You guys can also hear Greta about how tell how uh, we should all be uh, condemned. How dare us all. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Yes, how dare you? She's insane. I know. Now that I know more about her, I've never been like, I've been annoyed with her in the past. but I've never been bothered. Now I'm like bothered by this child. <laughs> Now that I know she has absolutely zero research and credibility, I knew she didn't have credibility. But now I know for a thousand percent she doesn't. Now I'm just like, maybe you shouldn't have been skipping school on Fridays and you might have learned something. Right. 
admit here's the thing maybe i think she probably she's probably a pretty privileged child i would think already oh absolutely i mean if you can afford the luxury not even in just dollars but in time to take two weeks to travel from the uk to the u.s on a zero emission yacht that sounds pretty privileged to me yeah Right. That you can afford two weeks on a boat. And you know she spent the entire two weeks studying because she misses Friday at school. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when she actually graduated school. Like, I don't know. Did it take her longer because she missed all those Fridays? Well, or it's Sweden, so they just don't care. Here's the thing. So, like, what do we think the world will look like in 10 years if the world does warm, according to Greta Thunberg? Let's say Greta Thunberg is 100% right. Okay. Our CO2... Our CO2 budget is gone completely, and the world's warmed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think that looks like? I want to make it more dire, because I think she makes it very dire and very end-of-the-world-y. So I guess we'll be wearing masks to breathe. Do you think we'll all be wearing, like, uh, like, like, uh, what, air containers and purifiers and things? Yeah. And uh, we'll have to wear a container around, and uh, we'll have suits to protect ourselves from the warming? Like, like, yeah. like the burning of the world or something. Like the um, oh, like what, the, what's that Tom Hanks movie that came out last year with the dog? Oh yeah, I don't know. But that's how it was. It was the world was right. super hot, right. so he had to wear that suit. So he had to wear, and that's yeah, and so you can't that's be outside anymore. The 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 environment yeah, you, is desolate. It's all barren. Yeah, you can't be in like direct sunlight. Yeah, you have to wear a mask that processes your oxygen right. and CO two. Do we think that's gonna happen in four years? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Hey, hey, AOC's on that train too. I know. So with her Green New Deal. Yeah, yeah. I guess, man. If it's only four years from now, we got to get a condo and start like pimping that shit out. Yeah, we got to get the. You know, we got to make a lot of money because I can't be cheap. But then again, here's the thing: everyone else is gonna die. So, like, are we smart enough to survive? Probably, and then we can reap the benefits of having you know everything to ourselves. Yeah, it could be like that. Everything ends in a po- apocalypse scenarios with these pure <laughs> hypotheticals. You know this? Whether it's Every aliens, Elon Musk, <sighs> zombies, everything dies at the end. Well, according to Greta, the poor don't survive. You know what? I'll give it to her. In that scenario, people in poverty do not survive. Nope. People with oodles of money that can make their own containers yep. survive. Yep, there you go. There. She's right about one thing. Here's the thing about some of this is like, I don't... In order for her, for everyone to get on track with this whole climate change initiative, you have to get China on board because China by themselves emits 70% of the pollution over the rest of the, out of the 100% of the rest of the world, right? Yes. Add up all the other countries they are only like 30%. Mm-hmm. If you don't get China on board, you're screwed anyways. Exactly. Little lady. And I don't think we're getting China on board. So yeah, and then the the thing that I don't like is everyone looks at America like America is the problem. Okay, so even if America is like eight percent of that hundred yeah. percent, China's like seventy percent. Okay, we fixed the eight percent. What about the rest of the world? Exactly. And what about the rest of the world that can't perform to the to ratios that you would like because they're not rich countries? What about that? Yeah. What about those countries? Like are you going to hold them accountable? Nations. Yeah, are you going to hold them accountable? Like they're not right. allowed to have their burn piles for warmth and to feed their children. Right. Because you want to shave off that minuscule of a percent that yeah, CO2 it turns out that It turns out that coal's cheap, right? Yeah. In general, compared to all these other renewable and sources. And effective. And effective. You're going to tell them they can't do that? Yeah. 
are somehow are you going to be able to measure the proportion of how much people com- uh, emit pollution versus versus the the big countries like in proportion and then you're gonna have to hold them accountable to that that number how are you gonna do that study that's insane let me know how you're gonna figure that study out yeah right that's the things that that people aren't using also just for the record america i'm pretty positive plants more trees than they cut down right now just so you know yeah we also have our national park system we we have a lot of things that other countries don't yeah Frickin' Brazil's just chopping down the Amazon. Right. So that's a little that's a little troubling because the rate at which they're chopping down the Amazon versus yeah. what what's growing is not sustainable. But, but people like, don't say shit about it. No, they they, they dog on America is what yeah. they do. Yeah. I'm like, oh, over here in America, we're just protecting all of our national fucking parks, which is like half of the country. Yeah. People don't realize that America's a lot farther on a lot of this stuff than the rest of the world. Yeah. Like, um, man, we figured out preserving the forest back in, like, when was Teddy Roosevelt president? Like, 1940s? Yeah. If uh, if CO2 um, our budget is really the problem, America's going to be fine. All the rest of the world's going to have a budget problem, okay? Exactly. <laughs> so, and you know what? We we live in Tennessee, so we'll just drive to the Smoky Mountains. Right. And live we're with not, the feral yeah, people. Yeah, because we're not cutting those down, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're so ahead. That, that's what I like to think about. Yeah, we're but, doing shit right I over mean, here. I mean, back to the human innovation, too. It's like, if climate change really affects people in poverty, and this is proven, it, it's not it's not something to be, to be debated. As you make more money as a country, as the human wealth go, goes up, mm-hmm. people care more about, about climate and environmental initiatives. Yes. They have more money to spend. Mm-hmm. People on the bottom do not have the luxury of thinking about these things. No. They don't have the money or the time. Right. Over the last 50 years, we've pulled more people out of poverty than the rest of the, the human history combined. Yeah. If you add up all since the most dated back that we can go. Yeah. In the last 50 years, we pulled more people out of poverty. There's no one that lives in net poverty right now. Mm-hmm. Like net poverty. Even the, even people in freaking Brazil and, and Africa and all these places have cell phones. Yes. You know? The homeless people outside our apartment right now. They have cell phones. Are charging their cell phones <laughs> on the free electricity given to them by the city. By the stall. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they sleep on the steps. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But for real, though, and you have to assume that every time humanity has had a problem throughout the ages, right? Mm-hmm. Human innovation has solved the problem. This this whole idea that, that AI... And technology will start taking over our jobs. We haven't had a problem yet. In fact, right now, we have so many freaking jobs, no one wants to work them. Mm-hmm. But but we have a problem with AI taking everything over. In fact, without AI, you think your food industry would be safe? You think your McDonald's kiosk would be, would, would <laughs> like, how do you think McDonald's are going to staff people yeah. without that kiosk? Mm-hmm. That's been saving a lot of people. Yeah. If anything, you're going to, you, you will always need people to to maintenance pro to maintenance mm-hmm. to to do the things that AI and robots can't do. There will exactly. always be something. Yes, and human innovation plays a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of what I think about it. I have one more thing to add. Greta's a vegan, so let's add hypothetically in four years we all should be vegans too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it wouldn't work for me. Um, I will die with my pizza love. Um. You can have vegan pizza. 
Yeah, but it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Remember when you tried making me eat that keto pizza and you're like, it's the same. And it's not. It's not at all. Yeah. Oh, Greta would not like my keto pizza. No, she, no, she would not. <laughs> she would not like your keto pizza. The crust is canned <laughs> shredded chicken and cheese. Yeah. Topped with more cheese and more meat. Right. Hypothetically, who, if possible, can fix climate change? Elon freaking must. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Elon, this is what's going to happen. Elon's going to be like, hey guys, sorry, I fucked up. I can't fix climate change, but we're going to take a rocket to the moon. <laughs> and then we're all going to live on the moon or Mars. Uh, That's what we're going to do. He does want to, you know, start a base on Mars eventually. That's what I think is going to happen most likely if we mess up our planet that bad. If it is true. That's the most likely scenario is that Elon will jump ship. He gets gets a like a, a coalition of the richest people in the world, takes all their money, develops all these rockets mm-hmm. and and tries to build a society on Mars. And only the rich people get to go or the most, you know, everyone else has to stay on Earth. Well, you better get rich on those NFTs then. Right. So right. I, I need a ticket to Mars. Well, I think we're screwed. It's uh, that's like the one percent of 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 the one percent. Yeah. So yeah, unlikely, unlikely. Well, what are the steps that Greta would want us to take? You think she? You think uh, everyone uh, just recycling is going to do it? If it was up to Greta, we'd all be vegans, which means we'd all be morbidly obese. We'd be undernutritioned. There'd be a whole shit ton of di- type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Malnourished as fuck. Yeah, definitely malnourished. Bloated tummies. We would only be taking trains and bicycles and electric cars. Yep. So f- flying is out of the question. <sighs> well. Your Mini Cooper's gone. Yeah, that's not happening. Unless you make it an electric vehicle. I have a step for Greta to take. What is that? Go back to school on Friday. She's not in school anymore. Well, is she going to college? She has another four years of telling people what they should or shouldn't be doing. (laughs) I hope she's not going to college. Oh, my gosh. Any closing thoughts on this pure hypothetical? What if Greta was right about the world and that we're all going to die in nine years? My closing thought is I really don't like Greta. Yeah, I don't like Greta either. How dare you? I dislike her more than when I we had this idea this morning. Let us know what you think on all of our socials of this pure hypothetical. What do you guys think of Greta? We're going to post some funny Instagram memes. It'll be lovely. Yes. And as a reminder, we have bi-weekly show uploads on Wednesdays. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Strive Nation podcast with your hosts, Corey Estrine and Taylor Huff. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Strive Nation Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Join us for our next episode in two weeks. And remember, when the world is upside down, Strive Nation is right side up for you guys. Have a good one.